Well, it's tax time, and like everyone else, you got to file your taxes. And if you're a reseller, there's so many things and questions that you're going to have as far as sourcing, uh, mileage, what deductions can I can and not take. So that's what we're here to do here at Adam Up Accounting. If you got questions or looking to get your tax return filed, go ahead and reach out to us. Go to the website, adamupaccounting.com. You can reach out to us here on the podcast at Death Piles and Taxes. We'd love to help you out put you in the right directions, take care of your taxes so that you can feel with some reassurance that um, your taxes are getting taken care of properly. So there you go. Look forward to tax time and hope we can help you out. taxes and I hear you are the king of customer service. Well, I used to be. I try to be. I like to be. And, you know, I, I when did this stop? This, uh, when I was raised, we were taught, treat people how you'd like to be treated. Is that, you know, something you're familiar with? I'm absolutely familiar with that term and that reminds me of something else that I'll get into, but you keep going. Uh, at some point, that seems not to be the way things are anymore, so... Um, as you know, I, I have a specific niche. We talk about it all the time. I resell uh, a majority of what I'm reselling right now is uh, pro wrestling cards that have been graded. Uh, pretty much, you know, one of the few guys in the market that has a, a large collection. Uh, we've had some of the other guys on the show that are, are kind of big in that world. There's, there's not a whole lot of us, so we all kind of know each other, and we, we talk on the Twitter. And so. when he said big in the world, he wasn't referring to size. He was just talking about them. They're, they're, they're mass in, in the community. Both. Okay. I, I'm probably both. There's some Husky section guys, is that what you're referring to? Well, I mean, we're pro wrestling guys, you know. <laughs> That's true. There's some girth. There is some girth. Nothing to be ashamed of there. So, uh, the other day, um, I get an offer on a card, and it's not even a graded card, but it was kind of like a specialty card that had uh, a piece of a table in it that, from a match that the guy went through the table and broke. It was autographed, and it was, uh, you know, one of 99 or something like that. So it's a pretty cool card, and uh, the guy makes me an offer on it, and he offers me, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever he offers me, and I accepted the offer. So a couple of days go by, and I get a message from the same, from the, the seller, or buyer, I guess I'm the seller in this scenario, and it says, hey man, just letting you know, well, I'm paraphrasing all this, so... I'm just going to tell you, from my point of view, paraphrasing, but we've all dealt with, with uh, customers before. Hey, man, uh, I didn't think you'd accept that offer. Um, afterwards, I'm not very patient, uh, so I went to this other uh, Facebook group, which is another podcast that deals with wrestling cards, and uh, found somebody in there that sold it to me for a lot less, so uh, just let you know I'm not going to pay you. Ouch, you do not mess with the king. And so I'm like... Um, I'm not very patient either, and uh, you made me an offer, and I accepted the offer. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, you, you owe me X amount of, of dollars, or you know, I'll just let eBay go through the process, and you can get a ding on your account. But uh, 
I'm not just going to cancel it because you found it for cheaper. I don't know why this guy's willing to take a loss because I know what the item cost. Uh, I bought it from Phil at, you know, new cost. And if you got it for that much cheaper, whatever, that's fine. But you made me the offer. So uh, guy guy responds back and he, like a smiley, winky face. Ha, ha, ha. Like I can take a, a ding on my account or something like that. So, uh, you know, not very professional, not, not very great. And so don't mess with you. That's all I can tell you. And uh, I've been at this game for a while. I've been on eBay and I've dealt with people before. Uh, you know, people send back things. I get it. You take some returns. Sometimes I've talked about customer service. If he, even if he'd have thrown out the stupid excuse of, I accidentally bought that. I didn't want it. I probably would have just canceled it, relisted it, been done with it. But where you said, hey, I offered you this money, and now I'm not going to pay it, that rubs me the wrong way. You made the offer. I accepted it. And uh, when you go on further, I'm like, hey, hey, man, like, you did this. Like, I'm not just going to cancel it. Like, you owe me the money. My, my kid accidentally bought it. Even that would have been better when he's, you know, <laughs> a, a laughy face and, well, I'm not going to pay it to you, and I don't care if I get a ding on eBay. I can afford it. So I, I go to the Facebook, uh, well, I know I go to our friend group, and I'm like, hey, uh, why would you guys do this scenario? You know, just throw it out there, because got a few sellers, and then I just got a few. Our friends are very educated. we got a wide amount of people from different fields, and uh, just some different, you know, uh, points of view on things is always good to get. And then I went over to Twitter and uh, to the wrestling card community, and I blocked out the name, and I said, hey, what would you guys do with this, uh, in this scenario? And I'll be if the first guy that doesn't respond to me is, is uh, David Peck, who we haven't had on the show yet. But he's like him and Rob. We've had Rob he's, on the show. He's, he's, they're the Hulk Hogan and, and Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. They're, they're pretty big. Uh, David's been in the PSA magazine. He's, uh, he's, got, the he's got the biggest collection, collection of yeah. the 1982 All-Star Hogan's, which are the, you know. For those of you that are unfamiliar with wrestling, he's basically the Mario and Luigi. That's that's pretty good. They're a big deal. So anyways, in this world, of this collection that this kid's in, uh, this is like the Godfather. I don't yeah. know. And and he's the like, well, 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 first off, uh, I don't block his name so we can all see who it is and put him on our don't sell to list. Uh-oh. And put him on the old block list. And I said, I'm thinking about that, but I thought I'd see how he responded first. And, yeah. And whatever. And, you know, a few other people chimed in. Rob chimed in. Our buddy, uh, our buddy Zan, Zan yeah. chimes in. Um, the, the podcast that he referenced, the Facebook group where he made the deal with, uh, chimes in. And I said to those guys, I said, you guys have a good podcast. I don't mind it, but you just need to be aware that this doesn't make you guys look good when, you know, they're throwing your name out there. I know you have nothing to do with this, just your, your Facebook group, but you need to educate these younger people newer to the hobby that there's not a whole lot of us out here and you really don't want to upset us. Like, you don't want to throw because then that was after the LOL, what you going to do kind of thing came out. I was like, you don't want to not be professional and you don't want to burn bridges because all of us are connected. And if you want to buy anything, basically, you know, you're buying it from one of these, you know, 20 people that we're dealing with for the so, most part. So pretty much what happened is this guy basically told D-Roy to pound sand, even though he offered to pay. He, he, he's the one that offered the amount. Derek accepted it. And then this guy weaseled out and found it somewhere else for less money and Derek called him out on it and then basically put him on the blacklist. Uh, so, so what happens is, <laughs> yeah, so the guy, I mean, you know, I'm just going to let eBay do his process, open an unpaid item on him, he'll get a blemish. Not really a big deal probably for him. If that happens enough times, a lot of us have uh, parameters up that these people can't buy from us if they've done this one or two times and it's been documented. A lot of times people will just uh, cancel the order and relist and the, the person doesn't get any blemishes on the account and they can go buy stuff. I'm in the camp of hold them accountable. 
uh, get a few blemishes so that they can't be buying the newest the rest of us. Uh, but anyways, a uh, long story, not so short, because it's a podcast, I'm going to tell it. Uh, talking to everybody, Zan, Zan's like, well, let me show uh, you my, my uh, block list. And our buddy Painter and everything's like, he's on my uh, block list. So this guy got blocked by a lot of the top guys. He got blocked by uh, the people in the podcast that he was referencing, um, some of the bigger fish out in the sea, so to speak. So he really didn't do much good for himself. And one of these days, he's going to go to buy a card, and he's going to wonder, why can't I buy from this individual? And I don't know if they'll know or not to respond, but they'll just say, hey, you're on, on my block list. Either you, you mess with me or you mess with somebody I know. No soup for you is pretty much what you told this guy. So lesson be learned is, is you know, we all get it. Buying and selling, like, there's instances, you know, everybody wants a deal. You know, everybody wants to make money. But if you're honest with people to a T, like, don't do not do something that you wouldn't want to have somebody else do to you. If you make an offer to somebody and they accept it, as far as I'm concerned, you pay that. If you can get cheaper than you got two of them, sell one, keep one. But you made the offer. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm at on things. So uh, sometimes we have financial things come up, whatever. Hey, if, if he made me the offer and said, hey, I just lost my job, there's things I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Just got in a car wreck, need a new car, medical things come up. I mean, totally understandable. But I just hate uh, the attitude that came out. I think it's a little bit of this, it might just be in the wrestling card world where it's usually good transactions, but it's kind of this uh, newer generation coming up of the, well, what are you going to do about it? Hey, old man, get off my lawn. You know, it's kind of like the, the testing the things. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not playing around. I'm, I like what I do. I like this business. I like this community. Um, but you're not even coming here and, uh, you know, get away with this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just not going to happen. Maybe... You know, that's the one thing where it is a smaller world. Maybe if it was baseball or football cards, okay, yeah. not a big deal. There's thousands of sellers. But when a majority of uh, the card collectors are in an inner circle, we all talk amongst each other in my genre. And I said, hey, this guy's a bad egg. And they all put him on the don't buy for, or don't, the block list. It's, it's not a good way to do, do it's, your business. It's like rolling into Las Vegas and telling, um, you know, the mob families, telling the Binions, the winds of the world, like, that you're going to be better than them. And that you, eventually, at some point, you're going to end out in the dry lake bed in, in a shallow ditch. That's if, all if I'm you, saying. If you get caught cheating at the card games at the table, and they ban you from the casino and don't cut off your hand, you're not going to be able to drive across town because word's got out that you're uh, trying to cheat people. You're, and that's not that's not really welcomed in a lot of places. Don't, don't get on the list. So, do you reckon... You brought up something because making offers. I always like to look at unique items too. Um, I'm like right now. I have like this a lot of this uh, kind of nostalgia, kind of like older like stock certificates, older things that are you know over a hundred years old. And where we live here in, in Utah, uh, it's big mining places. It used to be around us. And I found this uh, Chieftain Mining Company certificate. That somebody um, had up for $75, and I made him an offer for $50, and, and we'll see what happens. Cause I, I'm I, pretty sure you'll own that. I, I think I'll own that, and I think it's a pretty cool piece of history. If you do, you just don't say, I found another one for cheaper, and I'm going to pay that for it. You take the offer on that. Well, and that brings up some of these things that he's into, and uh, just to throw it out, I just like reminding people. Um, people will always say, well, who would buy that, or why, you know? You go to an estate sale and you find this kind of stuff, and you're like, it's just junk and throw it away. And I say, no, list it on eBay, see what will happen. Well, who would want that? Adam wants that. It's a piece of history. It's cool. He's going to frame it up, I'm sure, or do something nice with it. And it's going to be a collection that he looks at. It's over 100 years old, stock certificates, different things, mine, 
uh, shares and that kind of a, I mean, it's just you never know who's into what and, like, see what the market is out there. You'd be surprised. Old postcards, like old maps of towns. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, usually for, for Christmas for a lot of our business clients, and I might have brought this up already, but I just reminded me as I'm looking here at my washed items, purchased items. Um, it was I got one of my clients, an individual guy, is huge baseball guy. Um, his his checks back in the world when he wrote checks he even had the San Francisco Giants as a part of the check that he wrote in it. And uh, anyways, I you know it was Christmas time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get him something that he's never thought of before or that he'd appreciate. And I was able to find replica World Series rings, uh, the whole set. And I got that for him, and he it, it knocked his socks off. I'm a it showed that uh, you know he cared. And he really, really appreciated it. But it was fun. It was it was me, kind of the same thing, mining gold and finding something that somebody's going to appreciate that nobody else has ever thought to give them. So it, when you really kind of you know drill down and find out about people, there are some things that have uh, sentimental value um, versus just uh, you know a a churn and burn or use or, or stack up in the corner that it's not going to do anything for anything. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, and, and Christmas and, and holidays and stuff, there's there's a lot of us that are kind of hard people to buy for. And, uh, you know, I, I get it. Like, some people just go out and you just get what you need a lot of the times. So, yeah. Or you don't wait till a certain day to get it. So, uh, if, but if you know, hey, Adam's into some old, uh, you know, he likes, I mean, I come in his office, I see some old signs on the wall. I see some different decoration stuff. I'm like, he's kind of into this stuff. And I got to get him something. I go and find an old stock certificate. Most people probably wouldn't like it. But Adam, yeah. you know, that might be right up his alley or you know, vice versa. There's, you know, I found a Superfly Jimmy Snuka 1980s sticker. Like, who cares? But give that to Derek. I'm over the moon. Like, that's awesome. Thanks, man. You know, so just get to know the people. Yeah, rub your Jimmy Snuka. That's what you got. <laughs> we'll, we'll Superfly. But there's a lot of people out there that... You know, you get to know them a little bit. You give them something a little more personalized or a little more into their, their niche or or from the seller perspective of just, hey, who knows why, but people like this kind of stuff. And, and if you're able to find it at estate sales, you find it at storage auctions or whatever, instead of just throwing it away. And it might be something that sits on eBay for a while, and that's okay to some extent. If you got, I mean, obviously there's space and limits, and we all want our stuff to sell overnight. But if you put the stock certificate up that you got for, I don't know. You probably found it in a state cellar cleaning out Grandpa's desk. You probably didn't pay much, if anything, for it. Yes. And it can sit there two or three years. It's a piece of paper, and you can get 50 bucks for it. Like, if I tell you I'll give you a $50 bill in, in six years if you hold this piece of paper, why not? Done. That, that's my thought. Done. done. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I forget, because I go through kind of spurts up and down about looking at stuff on eBay, and I spent some time last night. I watched a, a video, a PSA video, talking about cards that have been submitted and different things. One kid had uh, the upcoming superstars or potential for the World Cup, and I'm like, hey, buddy, you're late. I already did this a year and a half ago. I already submitted my stuff to PSA, so I, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. And you submitted at a lot lower price because PSA just came out. They just lowered their their economy per card now is, is $50. Yes, so and we were getting it back when they were $8, $12 time. We might even pay 20 or 25 but, I mean, it was definitely less than 50 It was way less than $50. So um, every quarter, every at the end of every month, um, PSA, one of the biggest graders. In fact, I sent this out yesterday. Um, and I want to quote the numbers um, correctly. Let me make sure I 
Habit. You keep going. Let me let me find the. Exact he doesn't numbers. want to give out the, the false numbers because this is a very informative show. Now, Adam, when you tell me to talk. I don't know if I can sit here and talk while you try to find something like that. Yeah. I've been told I'm bashful and shy. Uh, I don't have much of a motor mouth, and there's not much to talk about. But uh, what Adam's talking about is PSA cards. Uh, we cover it a lot. It's kind of what we've been selling, and the market is kind of getting to a point to where things are starting to come back on us. So, uh, what you find it? No. Well. We have a we have a friend text group and there's sometimes I mean there was the, the other there's 116 messages that I missed but I missed this one there's a, a picture of of a sink with a, um, I'm guessing his his spouse and significant others she has a gajillion hair curling items makeup thing a gajillion all around it and then it says you left the toilet seat up that that gave me the chuckle. Oh, okay. So Adam's going back through. He wants me to keep talking while he goes to find somebody. He's in a friend text group. Uh, very professional. I can see why people would come here to do their taxes with you and get money done. That's where I texted it to because I, you guys are the guys that we talk to. Why didn't you say it? Don't do your, your pictures that you sent out. It should be in your pictures, right? No, I, it's, it, was an, it was another thing. Okay, here it is. So what happened in the last 12 months, um, it says eBay sells containing the word PSA in the title. Um, 1.2 uh, billion with a B is the amount of sales that P that eBay had with the title PSA in the title. With BGS, that would be Beckett. There was 324 million, and with SGC, there was 67 million. So that's a lot. That's a lot. PSA is by far the big dog. That, you know, we're talking 1.2 billion sales in the last 12 months. You know, I, I came to a conclusion today, Adam. I'm not sure I trust any billionaires. No. E Elon's changing the world, man, whether he's crazy or not. I mean, you trust him. I, I would trust him enough to open a space rocket. Uh, some trust. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a lot of trust. But what, but what I'm saying is PSA kind of is, you know, they, they are, you know, the top tier. Um, the other companies are trying to catch up, but... They always give out a list of different areas, different cards. Um, we don't talk a lot of the, the Magic the Gathering, um, Pokemons. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. Logan Paul got scammed into a $3.5 million box that wasn't really true. But I don't know. There's there's some things around that that, that I'm not quite sure of. But um, submitting things to PSA, it's changing. It's, it's getting supposedly getting quicker, getting more expensive. But just knowing... It's not that hard. When I say it's not that hard, like, go out on a limb. Try something new. If you want to get into it, you may have, like, you know, a, a Mickey Mantle card. You might have a Reggie Jackson card that's old that you might be like, hey, I think this has some value. Like, send it in. Figure it out. Like, it's the only way to learn is to actually do it there, D-Roy. I guess that's what I'm trying to get get at. What's in the drink cup, Adam? It's been a while since we've told people what we're drinking. Do with coconut. I, I've got a problem. Um, that's why I drink a lot of diet now. Is that got a fancy name, or is it a dirty do? Or well, what? it's just I go make it myself. I just go in. The problem, you squeeze the coconuts, or what? I've been into enough establishment here in Utah. Like it's just basically like Starbucks. Um, you know, you go get your coffee, your frappe, whatever. The lines are forever long. If you like a, a flavored soda pop, they are out the window, out the line. But they can't make it the way I can make it. I like my you, uh, my barista. I like my pebbled ice to a certain level in the cup. Um, I like the... Let's break down the ratio. Where's your pebble ice go to? <laughs> About three quarters. For people that don't know, there's a, there's a pebble ice and then there's a block. There's a certain kind of ice that's kind of like the sonic ice. 
for those uh, probably in the Midwest. I, I don't know how we got here, but pebbled ice will change your life. Um, about three-quarter cup. Um, I like to put in about half Diet Mountain Dew, then go squirt in the coconut. How many squirts we talking? Then, oh, three or four. But it depends on on which brand it is, because each gas station has its own type of coconut, and one's really, really good. So, uh, that's that's my drink of choice. And then you top it off with a little more dew? Or a, little, a little more dew. You get it all the way to the top, maybe a little more ice, and you just... And enjoy enjoy life. All right. I just saw the cup over there. We used to diet do we 30. We used to everybody. do 30 and up quite a bit. Uh, we haven't done that for a while. I've, so. I've been off the gas for a bit, and uh, I, I, I don't bring it in here and shake it around. So. No, you, you don't anymore. So I wanted to, like I said, numbers always mean a lot um, to us. Everything. Um, last year, PSA sent back out 8 million cars. They're doing about, in November, they did about 811,000. So they're significantly moving up, but getting into the gray, like the areas, because that's where basketball was 235,000, Pokemon 213,000, baseball is 150,000, football 115,000. And Yu-Gi-Oh! was at 23,000. You're missing my wrestling on there. That's because your wrestling isn't in the top five. Neither are my Star Wars cards. That's a good thing. Neither are my soccer cards. I like that. We're really hitting the niche area. I like a small niche. I like something that's not saturated because of those. uh, We were talking with uh, Rob England to bring that back up again. And he was talking to people over at PSA. And they said, I mean, they just have the same Mike Trout car they look at 500 times a day. So... Uh, when they get something a little different, it's kind of nice for them. I mean, not to say that there's not money, and, and baseball's always had some money. Basketball recently well, really came on, but uh, there's going to be a, a saturation of some sort. I mean, obviously, the higher graded, the more rare the car, there's going to be some value there, but also uh, the more graded the car, the bigger the population of, you know, whatever the generic card is. Yeah. It's going to decrease the value a little bit, too. So Obviously, your, your upper deck, Ken Griffey Jr. is a cool card. But the mother's cookie or Slurpee or whatever off-brand, the Bazooka Joe, like, the population's a lot less, which means it just has more value. Uh, it's a lot, a lot harder to get, especially if it's something people are looking for and a guy and a player they're looking for. If it's the Bazooka Joe of, uh, you know, Oscar Frazier, I don't know, some name that I was trying to make up there that no one's ever heard of. Oscar Frazier? Yeah. I believe you just put the... Uh, Walt Frazier and Oscar Robinson together. Yeah, if they were to have a kid that played baseball, probably wouldn't be that good of a player. So he probably <laughs> wouldn't want that card. Uh, I found it. I, I I remember. I saved an article. Um, I found you in a New York Post article. Well, thanks. I, I, I appreciate found that. you. Um, this just happened a week ago. Not even a week ago. This was four days ago. Um, Mom... This is this is this is unreal. I can't believe you did this, but it says mom's man sues his mom over a pricey baseball card. <laughs> this this guy is is suing his mom over a 1953 Ralph Kiner and Satchel Page card that are allegedly worth twenty five thousand dollars. Why don't you just wait for mom to die and get him? <laughs> mom's eighty two years old and. Uh, allegedly, mom bought these cards for her son in the 80s, but at the time, I mean, obviously he didn't know what he was going to do it, and, and she just held on to him. But this champ, like, is suing his mom over the cards that she bought him, and I cannot believe that you would come to that low of a low 
when she's 82, when she dies, you're going to get them anyways, D-Roy. Like, why did you have to go and do that? Well, it's not me. Okay. Spoiler right. alert. I, I just It's something that you would do. You're that kind of a guy, right? If, if you say so, you're my friend, so if that's how you feel about me, I guess I'm not going to sit here and argue. Uh, my character, uh, I might be looking for another uh, podcast host to come and do this show with me, if uh, that's how you feel about me, but uh, that's another story for another day. I know, I just saw that, and I knew it was going to come. I cannot believe that somebody would sue their own mother over... Or just go over to her house and steal the card. She's 81 years old. 82. She's probably got a lot of things going on. I doubt it's just sitting on a mantle somewhere. You go over, do a little cleaning or whatever, and you just take it, pocket it out with you, and she's she's not. Wait, what? Like, how is that going to come? She's probably living in the basement. Yeah. So I mean, you don't even have to. I don't know. How is that going to come across at the? Uh, I don't know. Whatever you want to call it, the judgment bar, and you know where you're you become accountable for whatever good things, bad thing, dumb thing, and it's like you you sued your mom over a baseball card that she kept from you because you were going to destroy it? Uh, I don't I don't know how you... I don't get into family relations or judgment talk, Adam, on this show, so <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that that was a funny story there. It's, a good, it's a good one. So uh, what what you got coming up this week? Where where you at? What, uh, what flips you doing? We sell them, we list them, and you got the intern coming in. You just got the, the, the house sold. What, what's, uh, what's on the game plan? So right now I am in a... Um, big organization type um, thing. I got a lot of stuff in here. Like I said, I'm working on the new studio. Um, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to get some uh, some some uh, different items put up in there. I'm going to kind of make it be the way I want it to be in there. So I'm trying to declutterize because I've got my stuff kind of in all different places. I got some tickets that I'm going to submit to PSA kind of all in this section. Got some Tiger Woods stuff. Got some old Rose Bowl stuff. Um, some unique of my own personal um, personal area, which brings me up. I've got a real good question for you, which that's that's kind of a thing. I'm in a, I'm in an organizational thing before it really hits hard tax season. or spend a little bit of time uh, Friday and Saturday doing that, but I was able to find my first concert ticket that I'm going to send in to get graded, just so that I have it. Kind of put it in my my memoir, my my uh, my, my mantle. What's that? What's that? The thing that a lot of, a lot of people have. You go in their house and my, it's like my your, chest? your Cheerio cabinet or whatever. Cheerio. What's that called? I think it's called Cheerio. Your Cheerio cabinet. Adam's got this hope, dream, and uh, aspiration. Once once he was married, Katie got to open up this uh, trunk that he brought with him with all these things to prepare him for life. Yeah, so uh, what was your first concert that you ever attended? Well, are we talking like official had a ticket or official ticket? Because my, my uncle David was in a, a band called uh, like Junction uh, sixty one, I believe, and they play a lot of you know weddings and county fairs and that kind of thing. So Which I've heard them before. I've been to a reception and they were there. So I went to a few of those concerts when I was a little younger. I believe the first concert that I went to it was a uh, Creedence Clearwater Revived revisited uh, concert up at Wolf Mountain where. A bunch of our friends took our fathers for Father's Day when we were uh, just right about 15 or 16 years old. It was up on the mountain. It got a little crazy. Uh, one friend might have had to hold a uh, adult beverage for a lady while, uh, she, while he lit a cigarette for her with his dad sitting right there. Uh, we had people who was up at the ski lodge, and some people might have uh, been a little hallucinogenic at the time. They were climbing up the, the uh, ski lifts, and uh, one guy was having Vietnam flashbacks. 
And that was my uh, that was my first concert. Hold on, we we what band was it? Uh, you know, CCR, you know, Creedence Cle- Clearwater. Give me a song. Help me out. Uh, Born on the Bayou, Fortunate Son. Okay, all right. Um, I'm, I'm from John Fogarty. This was the the band. With, they broke up, so this was without Fogarty, but it was you know. Okay. We got there for the. We could hear him playing Cotton Fields before we got in. We were there a little early. It was a good time. Oh, we we learned a lot of life's lessons, and uh, there was uh, a couple ladies that may have been hitting on my dad and one of my other uh, friends friends' fathers. And uh, and they wanted him to come over to the Steve Miller band that was playing at the State Fair Park the next week. And they were, you know, like, oh, we're married. And they had little booze bottles that they snuck in their purses. They were asking if they wanted to hit. It was a good, it was a good, uh, I, I we think, learned a lot. I think uh, we're going to hit another Father's Day version. It's coming up here pretty quick. I think we're going to have a list of things that I'll bring up that we can either deny or not deny. Because if, if I, memory serves me right, um, haven't you been to a an Ozzy Osbourne concert with was, uh, Father Danny? It, it was uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, that that's Alice, right. Cooper, Alice yeah. Cooper, and he may or may not have bit a bat's head off during the concert. Or... Uh, Danny was like he was a twenty year old kid again, singing the songs and dancing along, and uh, it was a, it was an interesting night. True rumor, isn't that how Rona started? That was probably could have been. <laughs> it might have been from Alice Cooper or Ozzy Osbourne. Something with bats, <laughs> uh, Seswan flu. I don't know, but. It, it's a good possibility that um, I might have been uh, ground zero. My first concert was, uh, I found the ticket. It was at the uh, Sunset Station in Las Vegas. Um, a y- young man, pre-age 18, I think it was like 17-ish. And uh, it was Clay Walker. And Clay Walker, a, a fringe, large country singer back in the you know mid-late 90s. So, And I had that ticket. And I still re- remember the concert... Uh, you know, quite well, My myself and a friend and I went, and uh, we had a good time had by all, let's just say that. I, uh, yeah, underage and in a casino, I'm sure, I'm sure you're not sharing any of your stories for probably good reasons. There's no right? stories to share. It was just singing along. We had the, a lot of good times. Singing along to all the songs, and what was good, what was his big hit? Oh, man, I, I can't even, I'll have to look at yeah, it. Well, you're thinking about that, um, let me share this with you. Me and Adam went to a concert, uh, Boy, it's been a while ago. We've it been was, to several together. This was a, a Merle Haggard concert oh, that we yes. went to back before we were both married. Uh, there's a little uh, gambling town on the border we've, we've talked about it a few times on this show called Wendover, uh, Nevada. And, and we'd go out there and have a good time and, and you know, gamble or, or do whatever we do. But this is back when we were uh, probably in our early 20s. And we drove out there, went to this Merle uh, Haggard concert, and uh, we were the youngest ones in there by far. There's people on their oxygen tanks and stuff, and <laughs> we were just good young kids, and they were happy to see us. And anyways, it was a good concert. Uh, I, I found the ticket stub a few months ago, and I got it graded. I have it up for sale on eBay right now. I had uh, where you can send out offers. I've had people interested, so I'm willing to sell one of my memories with Adam for a certain price on eBay. I, I have the same ticket, so... Uh, it'll be population of two when I send mine. Right now it's a one. Rumor has it that that was one of his hits, Live Until I Die. I, I, it's been a while. I, I, I don't listen to that type of genre as much anymore. But, yeah, but there was some good, some good. Uh, Who Needs a Baby, The Chain of Love. I mean, there were some, there were some good ones in there. He hit him, he hit him all that night, I'm sure. He, he did hit Was him. that the same station that uh, OJ hit up a little later? In no, life? that was Palace Station, which I've been there. Um, yeah, I... Palace Station's a, a different station. Good good places there. Well, I mean, and that's the thing we're talking about. Memories, early connections, different things. Just 
just find what sells for you and, and work it. And whether or not that's old old tennis shoes or if that's uh, concert tickets, one good thing I would do is uh, go to your mother's house and see what t- concert tickets she has. And if she won't give them to you, you sue her for them. <laughs> and you go ahead and you go through that Cheerio cabinet and you, you go ahead and get all that and, and get a list of it. Over on eBay, you sell it to me and Adam, you put it up on, on boogers, or you go ahead and get graded and do it yourself. And, and I'm a big fan of uh, capturing um, moments, especially now, the older you get. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm 40. I'm a man. I'm, I'm 40. Um, Derek's almost there. He's working on it. Um, I'm a young, I'm a young pup. Yeah, Still wet behind the ears. Just talking about that, I mean, think about that memory when you're 15. Like, that's going to mean a lot, you know, just thinking about your experience, but then also what it was like for your dad at, at that moment. And now... Well, to look back, my dad was closer to my age yeah, now yeah, at the time. Was, yeah, he was 40, yeah. you know. He was 25-ish when he had you. And now you're coming to that point where it's like, wow, like, I might... And it's weird to think about because I can remember when my dad turned 40 and... You know, your tail and that thing and this different stages. And the old, uh, uh, the, what, the, when you, what's that, the little boy blue and the man in the moon? Yes. What's that song? The Cats in the Cradle. Cats in the Cradle, Adam, that's where I was going. I'm a big fan of, of capturing those memories. Not necessarily always, you know, in a video format, or but you can hit a record button on a, on an audio thing, especially with the podcast, because my kids will hopefully listen to this. Well, maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe, like, I can't stand that guy. Uh, I had to hear this all growing up. But once you're dead and stuff, yeah. a couple of years after that, they might miss, want to just hear your voice. I had, I'll share a fun experience with this this uh, lady, one of my neighbors. Um, I had a chance to go over and uh, make sure she was doing okay. O- older widow, she was in her 80s. And I got talking to her and um, somehow I was able to find some information. We were talking and I was able to look up and found some pictures of her and her husband. And her husband was a police officer um, you know, and, and this was in the you know 1960s, and there was a picture of her and him as as a young couple, like teenagers. And I asked him, like, "Hey, how did you meet your husband?" And man, her eyes lit up. It was just like the best experience that she had. And she says, "Well, we used to roller skate together." And I'm like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah, we used to roller skate, and I was really good, and, and so was he, um, but I didn't like him, you know." Okay, well, what do you mean? He's like, he was older than me. He was 18 and I was 16. And uh, I didn't like him because he would go outside and smoke and drink on his on his work breaks. And I did not like him. And and uh, she says eventually they ended up getting married. But I can guarantee that she had not had that experience or that moment. And I was laughing. I says, well, do your kids know about this? And she's like, no, they've never asked me. They've never talked about it. But just catching a story about grandma meeting grandpa while he was smoking cigarettes rolled up the pack at the roller skating rink really was was Gives me an idea for a million dollar idea I'm not going to share on the air but I am going to share later the first of the show Adam was bringing up customer service and some different issues and you said you had something not to let you forget and I let you go ahead and forget do you remember what that is I think it was. I think it was about suing that suing your mom. Okay, I just wanted to make I'm sure. Pretty I sure that's, that's. I know people are listening, and they they wanted to. They're going to say, "Derek, no, it, was, the word in it was it was suing your mom because that was my story that I wanted to bring up." Well, Adam. With that being said, I think that's another week. All I can say is thank you for listening. I, I'm I'm still. I, I love doing this with Derek. It, we've kind of been in the last couple months have been kind of crazy because of COVID. Um, travel. Um, we're getting back into taxis, and like I said, we are moving into a new studio, which I'm actually really excited about. So, Derek, 
Thanks for doing the show with me for this long. I appreciate it. All of you listening, thank you. We, we see the numbers. We get the feedback. If you get a chance, if you haven't already, go, go on to any of the, the podcasts, the, the Stitchers, the hey, Apple Spot, Scratchers. Spotify now lets you, uh, lets you rate, five star or yeah. whatever. Get us a rating. Help us get up there. Get, get some more people listening. And uh, that being said, D-Roy, there are two things in life that are for certain. I mean, death piles and taxes. Copyright is wrong With lots of dedication